You're listening to the Precision Shooting Podcast, discussing all aspects of precision and long-range rifle shooting. And now, over to your hosts. Hello and welcome to the Precision Shooting Podcast. This is Rusty, episode number 99. And joining me in this episode, as it's pre-recorded, we did it as a second part of last week, uh, is Greg and Andrew, the regulars, as well as a mate of mine, or mate of all of ours, Dutchie. I used to hunt with Dutchie on a regular basis, and he joined us for a chat about hunting stories. So let's get into it. Speaking of hunting or shooting still, hunting. Greg, you've been hunting. I've been hunting. Tell us a story about it, mate. We need to know more. I went hunting, came back, and it was good. (laughs) Cool story, bro. <laughs> nah, um, yeah, so last week went um, on a seven-day backcountry backpack hunt for Samba deer. Mm. Um, and it was freaking wicked, to be honest. Um, w- wasn't successful in the end, uh, just to cut to the chase, but um, just being out there, you know, it was wonderful. Uh, beautiful country, learnt lots about gear and food and um, you know, pack weights and sleeping gear and uh, and strategies like the 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 wind thermals and all that sort of stuff. So, um, yeah, basically we just hiked into a, a fairly remote part of the Alpine um, National Park, and uh, yeah, there was samba deer for the taking, and uh, yeah, blew a few of those hunts out. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. um, yep. you know, you saw a lot, didn't you? We did. We did see a lot. So the spot we went to, we're pretty fortunate to have. Um, yep. And the first the first afternoon was just hiking in there. Uh, and then the first day we spent just glassing. Um, and we got lots of eyes on. Mm-hmm. And then we planned to hunt for the next day. I think the next couple of days we blew both hunts, basically just learning the – Learning the the thermals, the way the wind shifts, um, it's it's a little bit more complex than sort of like South Australian um, uh, wind, where it's fairly consistent on what happens. Okay. Um, yeah. Whereas the snow is it sort of shifts and changes, and you get a lot of swirling in the gullies and and uh, sense the big player. Um, right. So we learn a lot about that in terms of like uh, at night thermals tend to slowly drift down the side of the hill. As soon as your sun comes up, you know, the thermals turn around and start going back up the hill. Mm-hmm. Um, so you've got to sort of time your your stalks. Um, you've got to get the contour. When you contour for deer, you've got to get the right height, so the right attitude on, on okay. where they're hanging out. So, yeah, it was a really good trip. Very um, beautiful place. Um, yeah, right. It's not just because Simo was there. Yeah, you know, Simo, 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 and uh, we had a very entertaining trip. Uh, Lots of jokes, lots of laughs. Um, You know, they're two good mates of mine that, you know, we basically have been hunting together since we were at school. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, a couple of good mates out in the bush and, yeah, just had a brilliant trip. Um, Yeah, nice. Yeah, we had to to get out of there due to weather, unfortunately. Um, Snow dropping to possibly low level so we didn't take any chances because we wouldn't have got out of there yeah so we had to bail to a, a probably more more hunted out area which was just yep. you know there weren't as many deer but gee since we had a taste of this remote area <laughs> it's like we, we've got the bug and we've got it bad 
Yeah, and right, we're already brilliant. looking at gear changes and yeah, okay. and you know, there's talks of chopper drop next year into an even mm. further remote place. So we've already got pricing for that. So <laughs> wow, it's all moving along pretty rapidly. Um, so how much did the chopper cost to buy? <laughs> to buy? Yeah, you beat me to it, Andrew. <laughs> with my face on the side of it. Uh, nah. So yeah, that he's more the, of a blimp man. Yeah. The only thing with the for chopper, those of us that can't afford a chopper drop. What are our options? Walk. <laughs> Lots of training. So this 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 sounds backpack like you went hunt. for a weather lesson, not a hunt. <laughs> yeah. Well, the thermals went up during the day and yeah, yeah. The it's, it's 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 not simple. It's it's the uh, wind's different there. It doesn't blow like the yeah, wind here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, it's an education. The if you haven't, if you haven't done it, yeah. Yeah, the rain's <laughs> definitely wet. Um, Thanks, Greg. Yeah, I forgot where we were at. <laughs> 45-degree uh, slope in Victoria is not Victoria. like a 45-degree yeah. slope in South no, Australia, so, well, I'll tell like you what. Yeah. So, a lot of training. <laughs> Feels like 48. It. I think we were training for about three months before. So, uh-huh. that's most, most nights after work, putting the pack on and going up hills. And that still wasn't enough. Um, we really needed to yeah, train well. more. Like, it's pretty extreme. Like, we were burning two nights when we sat for dinner at camp, at, mm. at base camp. My calorie counter was at 7,000 calories. So I was up to 7,000 calories by that point on my watch, on my heart rate watch. Wow. So, yeah, we were just absolutely wasted. That seems a lot. Um, it, it, it is a lot. It's like, is that like a one burger at Macca's or something? Or? It's like halfway through the day you run out of your gas tank and then you just sort of, mm. yeah. So, yeah, and, and what we found is as we were there longer, we are getting stronger and stronger. Like we're actually starting to recover and we're going, you know. Hmm. Okay. It's like the body was sort of getting leaner well you know more efficient yep. um yeah yeah so it's really interesting if you get your diet wrong you're going to suffer um i think simo in between moves had a really ate a heap of shit food yeah and then he suffered for a day he actually went flat because of yeah, all the right. fat and stuff so he went flat and had to have a hunt off basically to recover um Is so that yeah code for something in your world yes <laughs> in mine no in Simo's world, <laughs> I don't know. everything's a code for something. In yeah, Simo's I, I, world. I, 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 you don't want to go to Simo's world. <laughs> you don't come back out. Not you don't come back out. No, while he's recovering by himself, anyway. <laughs> um, but yeah, we had a great trip. Basically, great yeah, trip. Sweet. Yeah, lots of eyes on. I got plenty of footage of um, uh, stags, and yep, we had um, some spikers go through with hinds. Some decent stags go through with hinds. Uh, we had what we could, uh, what the Baron nicknamed Loch Ness, which was this huge stag sitting right up on this hill about two k's away. Yep. And he kept coming out on that ledge each night, and uh, he had a huge set of antlers on him. Mm-hmm. And um, the one time we set up for him, he didn't come out. Didn't come out <laughs> in typical hunting fashion. But it sounds all right. Yeah, we've uh, we want that fella. We want to get him. So mm-hmm. that's that. He's our target for next year. So, yeah, no, it's a brilliant trip. I, I just can't wait. It's probably, you know, I've done a lot of different styles of hunting over sort of 30 years. I reckon yep. that, that trip, even though I wasn't successful, was probably one of the most enjoying uh, enjoyable hunts yeah, I nice. think I've ever done. Yeah, so definitely a form of hunting I wish I found, well, yeah. <laughs> put more effort into 20 years ago. Yeah. You know? Andrew, you've uh, you've been on many hunts over the years. Have you ever had uh, dramas with weather stopping you from hunting or changing or whatever? Yeah. Um Regularly up in the territory when I was there, oh, yeah. some pretty pretty significant uh, 
downpours it'll you know keep you in the one spot for a few days um yeah, Becomes an inland ocean, doesn't it, up there, pretty much? Yeah, you're like, oh, this mm. place looks pretty cool. We'll set up a camp here and literally, you know, you've got six or eight inches of water running through it within yeah. an hour or so. Yeah. So, yeah, I, look, I've, I did limited hunting sort of down in the, the sort of Victorian high country when I was there. Yep. Generally speaking, when it got to, like, really, really cold and snowing, I just found a pub, but um, <laughs> no, more sort of... changed. No, I'm married with kids now. I don't even get to go to a pub these days. <laughs> <clears throat> but yeah, like it's for me, it hasn't really been weather normally. I mean, I, I've been on those hunts in sort of Western Queensland and sort of northern New South Wales, where it's sort of topping fifty degrees or more in summer, and you know it's sort of the opposite from the from the yeah, snow. You yeah, know, it's just so oppressive. The heat, you just mm. can't really do a lot. Ironically, some of those trips have been the best as far as the numbers of pigs and goats shot mm. because they just have to come into the water two or three mm. times a day. So set yourself up a little camp 200 yards from the water and just <laughs> wait for the uh, targets to appear. Mm. Yeah, nice. So, yeah, probably sort of the opposite from what Greg was uh, experiencing. Greg, I don't know if you remember the the night we went up uh, up in the Mallee one night and it was in January uh, one year and we went out there. Uh, it was looking like it might rain. I reckon it was you, me, Sean, STS Sean, and mm. Dan. Mm. And we went out there. Oh, yeah, I remember. You remember this trip? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know the one you And so we, we, we were with, our plan was spotlighting. We were hoping to get foxes on this property. We usually get quite a few foxes. So we, we're on the ute. It's looking a little dicey for weather. Um, clouds coming in and stuff. Oh, we'll give it a go. We'll get out there. I reckon we went out for about 45 minutes. And we clocked about oh, six foxes yeah you know we had a good night from memory yeah, yeah. For, for 45 minutes and yeah. then the rain came down and hard. came yeah. down hard now was it yeah. you on the back of the ute yeah i had a good dose of that, that yeah was, you uh, in, in a driver bone or something like that and mm. you got to the point where you could not see the spotlight past the front of the ute yeah yeah the and rain was thick. the rain was that thick and mm. we called it a night uh no we we, we said well, let's back go back in so i think we headed back in and we sat down and played poker for a little while mm and then the the sun, oh, the sun, no, not the, the sun. sun. The, the, moon. the it stopped raining, is what I was trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> There's some song about the sun came anyway, and um, Wincy Wincy Spider. That must be it. I reckon that's where that's where my head was at. <laughs> Young kids, <laughs> and so uh, we we decided, oh, well, let's give it another go. I reckon we got another ten minutes in, clocked another four foxes. I reckon yeah. we had ten that they went night. Everywhere that night. Yep, it was, and it was but amazing. We yeah. only got an hour of hunting out. Yeah, it was the old hunt the front, you know, yeah. the old yeah, the weather bad weather brings stuff out sometimes. Exactly. Yeah. And then and then I think it after that ten minutes it poured down. Yeah, and it was and it did all night. It was like pins in the back of the year. Yeah. Yeah, it was like pin pins hitting your face, you know, the <laughs> the raindrops were hitting so hard. So yeah. Uh, it was, Couldn't uh, keep your eyes open. That was good fun. Dutch, mm. you had any weather weather interest stories from your hunts? <laughs> Uh, not that I can really remember. I don't think I go out hunting as much as you guys. It was a little mm. disappointing. I'm ashamed you, you to admit. Used to. You Come used on, to. Come on, mate. You were pretty hardcore when I first met you. You were out all the time. Yeah, What's going on, mate? I was never a weather aficionado, so I never really paid much attention. <laughs> so like, weather, is it raining, is it? Weather gave you a wide berth. <laughs> I just don't think I noticed. Yeah, now the, the big ones too, like I remember going uh, north, west, New South Wales. And oh, yeah. And the rain just pissed down. Like we yeah. we got the rain in South Australia at the time was some record. 
like highest rainfall in 24 hours on record or some stuff. Yeah, right. And wasn't that, that, that night we went up to <laughs> the Mallee, was it? Because yeah. <laughs> that felt like it. Yeah, anyway, and, and then it came east and dumped on New South Wales, and then all of a sudden our hunting ground turned into an ocean. Yeah, right. And all the bulldust turned into mud. <laughs> and uh, it <laughs> was cool. it was actually pretty stressful driving around because the water out there, the, when it gets wet, the water, mm. the mud is just below the crust. Yep. And you can't read the crust very well, you know. Yeah, okay. And you start, if you go on any low area, the crust breaks and you just drop into just pure mud. <laughs> um, so we had to do all these wide berths around. We eventually actually, on the last day, mm. on the last night, when we're doing our last little lap, yep, we got bogged. We got severely <laughs> bogged. It cost us a carton, but we got out of there. Um <laughs> But yeah, we were forty k's from the nearest person. But um, luckily, there was a phone in the shearers' hut. A, a yeah, right. Microwave link phone. So oh, that's good. Yeah, we got someone in to pull us out. But yeah, yeah it just yeah, it's amazing how much weather can turn a trip into. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've had the opposite where we've had that. Uh, we were up on probably up probably hundred k's south of Broken Hill. I reckon you've been there, Greg. Yeah, I've been there. It does. You've been there as well. Um, but that uh, we were there one time and it was it was fifty fifty two degrees yeah. uh, something it was something ridiculous and and so we weren't shooting a lot during the day it was at night it was sensational weather uh, but during the day we um, I think we, there was a house there and we were meant to be staying in the shearers' quarters mm. and we kind of went oh it's just, it's so hot there's nothing going in the shearers' quarters and no aircon or anything like that. Uh, not much shade either. Uh, yeah. You're either inside, but you couldn't get it sort of out of the sun if you're outside. And I think so. We we sat on the veranda for a while and played mm. poker. Then I think after you know after a couple of hours of doing that, we we crept ourselves in inside the house. Um, <laughs> stinky, stinky yeah. hunters sneaking in the house. And yeah. and and that the the property owner wasn't there. The mm. guy would normally live there. And we sort of went inside and and. And then I think we we're putting our like shirts in the freezer, like dousing with a bit of water, putting them in the freezer yeah. for an hour, come out, put them back on, and we're just sort of we're Ice trying fest. to yeah, yeah we 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 continue to play poker, and um which seems to be a theme of hunts that I'm on, and we uh so we continue doing that, and we're we're just trying to stay as cool as we possibly can, and I think we're trying to get in touch with the property owner to sort of mm. see if it was okay. I mean we're literally like dusting as we're walking like just trying to keep it as clean like yeah. so we didn't have much of an impact anyway we finally got in contact with him and we said mate any chance we could sort of go in the house and just yeah just chill out a little bit and he said you guys are mad why aren't you in the house you should have the air con on and everything yeah. we're like yes oh, sir no yeah. problems at all and we uh we went into the lounge room hit the air con on and all fell asleep Mm. Uh, in some uh, some beautiful weather, <laughs> it's amazing how the, the heat takes it out of you. Oh, um, yeah. Uh, one of the, my recent hunts was just not far to the east of there, and we we had forty five in the shade. Mm -hmm. I don't think that was quite as hot as what you guys were getting. No, we were a bit long, a bit hotter than that, but not much. Yeah, yeah. And and it's surprising how little you can do in that sort of heat. Well, you know, you can try, but you still be, beat down. You got to be poker. careful. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you beat Dan at poker. Yeah. Dan can't play poker. No, he's, he's all right. Yeah, right. Well, no, it's just know. not anyway, good enough. Jordan can't play you... poker. Let's put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, did you get? Did you guys get lost at all while you were over in Victoria? No, no, no. no we've all of... got. You know, in the car we had Hammer. In the, you know, yep. on the on the ground we all had GPSs. We we're pretty well prepared. We knew exactly where we were going. We knew exactly where we were camping. Mm. Um, 
yeah, just we're, we're well prepared. We had top on that backups. Um, I would expect from you, Greg, you'd have all that. Covered. Yeah, you, you don't want to muck around when you're carrying packs around and stuff. You know, <laughs> you don't want to go and do it half assed. Um, yeah, if you're in the car, you can probably do it half assed. But yeah, when you yeah. when you got a lug, like I was up around thirty, just over thirty kilos when I went in, so I was pretty heavy. I didn't want to do any extra walking. Thanks. Um, the other guys <laughs> were a bit lighter than me, but um, yep. Yeah, it's it's hard, Yakka. You don't want to do any extra than you have to. Mm. Andrew? I get lost all the time when I'm out <laughs> in the bush. Like, all the time. I'm hopeless. You get lost coming here sometimes. Yeah, do, yeah. I do. Yeah. Anything particular? And do you remember a particular occasion? Oh, I got lost up in sort of southwest Queensland on a big property and mm. just ligged them. Ligged them and, and like you know, spun around. Sort of this, I don't know what sort of scrubby, crappy looking trees they had up there, but they were just, it was all the same. Yeah. No matter where you looked, it all looked the same. There's just no landmarks. Mm. And so I'm just wandering around going, oh, I'd resign myself to the fact that I was going to spend the night out there. And, <laughs> yeah. Had nothing but my rifle and, you know, a couple of packets of ammo. I'm like, this is crap. <laughs> and <clears throat> end up coming across like a big mob of pigs and just, I, I got like 20 pigs <laughs> in a minute. Food sorted then. And it wasn't so bad after that, was it? Yeah, I was kind of like, wow, this is all right. Yeah. If I'm and going. then I kind of like, as I'm walking to get the last one I'd shot, because they're pretty retarded pigs, they just sort of like stood around and they started moving off a little bit after you know a dozen of their buddies got killed. But So I'm like, went to get the furthest away one, I look up and there's my car like 200 yards away. I'm like, cool. They were just as lost as you were. Yeah, they're like, dude, where's that they shooting were, coming they from? They were leading you to your car. <laughs> and giving and their you life. you killed them all, you monster. I did, it was good. Yeah. But yeah, that's so. Moral of that story is just get lost, just don't pay attention to where you're yeah. going. You probably have a good hunt. Yeah. Well, Dutchie and I were on a hunt uh, where we got lost uh, up in <coughs> up in New South Wales again. Actually, that was the first the first hunt I shot a goat, and I remember uh, the goat the the goat that I shot was doing its business uh, on uh, on another goat, goatess, and two um, for one. <laughs> well. Mm. It's funny, so the guy's like, oh, you know, shoot the goat, shoot the goat, like the first goat, you know, may as well get a rooting goat. Mm. Oh, well, all right, good way to go out, I guess. So I shot this goat, and they're like, you didn't get it. Wait, uh, yeah, yeah, I did. They're like, no, isn't it, there's the goat still rooting. Um, no, I, I definitely got what I was getting, what I was aiming for. And they go, well, well no, shoot, you didn't get it, shoot that one. So, all right, no worries, bang. So I knocked another one off. Well, what they thought was the same one. We walked over and there was two dead goats that were both mm. uh, both on the job, and uh, so that was that was kind of good. And then I think we we tried to shoot the mob off because we weren't meant to shoot heaps of goats there. And and uh, Jordan had to kick one in the face to make it leave. Yeah, right. Yeah, they just anyway. Close. Um, but that later on that trip, so it was Dutchie, myself, Jordan, uh, and and Mike, uh, who's uh, from the US, Mike Forrest, was over mm. here. And we were, it was, I think it was the last night. Correct me if any of this is wrong, Dutch. I'm sure you will. But I thought you'd clean that original goat story up a little bit for the radio because I thought there was like five or six goats surrounding that poor nanny goat. Oh, there was heaps there. Yeah, yeah. No, I just <laughs> shot the one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I shot but the two. I'm pretty sure more than two of them had a goat and they had that one nanny pinned up against a tree or something like that. <laughs> yeah. No, you're right. You're right. I really the, feel you tidied that up. It was that a, like a swingers club of goats? I just, I just put the details in Not that were exactly. relevant. <laughs> relevant to the story but it was a bit more of a goat bang i reckon fair old goat bang it was on it was on uh several times it seemed and (laughs) so anyway that night we we end up uh the last night i think of the trip we we end up fairly south of the property so we're at at the point where jordan didn't know the property from there 
and I think it was probably what, one or two o'clock in the morning and, and we've decided, all right, we're, we're pretty much done for the, for the day. We'll, we'll, we'll grab a couple of goats, like younger ones that we can take back, prepare, hang them up and do all that sort of gear with it. And then, um, and, and we're good, you know, it's been a good trip, good fun. And so we, we'd had a very successful night. I reckon we uh, knocked lots off. And so we've, you know, we've decided to call it. And so we've knocked these, uh, these two, uh, young goats off and got driven over there, uh, the four of us in the Hilux and thrown them into the back. And then rather than going back to the same track, we've sort of gone along the fence line because there was a tr- another, you know, the, the, where we thought the track curved around about 40, 50 meters in front of us. So we've driven down there, gone through the gate, heading back up towards the, uh, towards where the uh, station house was. Open the gate, close the gate, as you meant to do. Drove along this path uh, and drove along this track in sort of two or 300 metres, track disappears. And we've gone, oh, okay. Uh, so we, we'd kind of trudging along a little bit going, well, it was pretty straight track. Well, assume it's not, it's going to come back up somewhere. And I think we probably went 100, 200 metres and went, this track's not coming back. So we turned around to go back to the track and don't know how far we turned around, but clearly too much or not enough and we couldn't find the track again. So we thought, all right, well, we, we know there was a fence line back there somewhere, so we'll, we'll head we'll head that way back towards the fence line. We must have got ourselves spun around a little bit because uh, couldn't find the fence line. <clears throat> so we've uh, we've called a conference with the four of us at, you know, three something in the morning and said, right, well, we know the property is, uh, or the house is north of where we are. We know the main road is west of where we are. So we shall decide to either travel north or travel west or anywhere in between. Of course, no reception. Um, We didn't have a lot prepared for offline maps, uh, general sort of station run. We just drove around the station. Mm. And so we're driving along, north, west, north, just, you know, sort of avoiding rocks and trees and bits and pieces. And we've come into this semicircle of trees. I don't know if you remember this, Dutch. Um, but we've, we've driven in the semicircle, and effectively we could not go north or west. Either we'd drive into the semicircle, we'd have to decide to go south or east or some way to get out of this and then try and go around it, which at probably by this stage, four in the morning, I wasn't willing to do. So I've eyed off this semicircle of trees. I think key to this story is also letting your listeners know that this is the point when you realise your Hilux has a compass in it for a reason. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if any Hilux owners (laughs) have noticed that little thing that goes N-E-W that's up there on the dash. That was an an aftermarket one that I put on there. Oh, there you go. Yeah, they don't have a factory one. No, that was one I put in. So you've even got less reason to not notice it. So uh, I I put it there and and this is where we're going north, north or west. So... Uh, that's what we were following. And so anyway, we're, we're driving along and going, okay, well, we've got to get through this. And I've eyed off a tree and kind of went, hmm. I'm driving up to it. And the guy's going, what What are you doing? And I said, uh, see if this works. Floored it, banged straight into the tree, bull bar into the tree. And I picked the right one, it seemed. The tree just fell over. And, uh, and without even mentioning it, I think you and Jordan jumped out. And ran to the tree, moved it out of the way, jumped back in the car, and we kept on going. Mm. We'd somehow found a, a way through. Punch the one through. dead tree. Yep. Yeah, punched through. Kept on going, and, and uh, we ended up across a waterhole, uh, like a dam somewhere. And we thought, oh, well, the, the, there's got to be tracks away from the dam. Mm. So we followed one of them. 
yep, after about 100, 200 metres, that disappeared. So we came back and followed a different one. And again, another couple hundred metres, that mm. was good. So we figured that the uh, the property was not well maintained. Mm-hmm. And we kept on driving our northwest plan. And eventually we came up to a fence and found the gate. And there was a, behind the gate was a road. We figured that was the main road uh, back up towards... Broken Hill. I, I believe that you were the only one who could get the gate open as well. Well, I was going to mention this part because it was my favourite part of the entire challenge. Because over the course of that week weekend, I don't know if you guys remember, but you guys were getting stuck on me for being a city boy, <laughs> uh, which is which is fair, and I'll cop it. And so I'm sitting there, these two, one very country lad, and the other one loves country music lad, and they uh, wandered out to the gate, and they were looking at the gate. And this is like a normal sort of gate, and it's just got a chain around it, and the chain goes in the bolt, and so you would take the chain off the bolt. But on this particular one, it's one you could twist the bolt so it was angled away so the chain wouldn't come off accidentally. And these, um, you know, rural legends are sitting there scratching their heads trying to work out how to open the gate. Oh, dear. And I'm sitting there going, freedom is just on the other side of this gate. What, what, what is taking so long? So I've uh, pulled the handbrake on, got out of the car, eyed off the the uh, locking mechanism and gone, I'm familiar with this. All right. So I've walked in and uh, said, all right, guys, uh, I reckon I got this under control. And they're like, yeah, whatever. Pushed the bolt, turned around, pulled the chain off, flicked it open, kicked the gate open. And as I walked away back towards the car, I said, not bad for a city boy. <laughs> And <laughs> someone played a banjo. Now, I think that's half the fun too when you take new blokes out. He did get out. us lost. Like. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of his obligation to unlost Hey, hey let me enjoy my 30 <laughs> seconds of finding the road and opening the gate. All right, that's all I had. That was all I had. That was it? But that was it. That was it. Anyway, sorry. Um, Favourite game animal. Favourite game animal. Uh, sort of soft spot for Frogger, the little frog, and tries to get across the road. <laughs> We're going random. You're a moron. You, you said favourite um, tales from Sonic and Tales as well. I'm working with planks of wood here. <laughs> Maybe we should just have a conversation, Andrew. Can we turn off his mic somehow from here, do you reckon? Yeah. I, I can turn my own mic off, if you like, like that. Oh, no, hang on. Turn <laughs> and just, you, know. you can't even manage that. He can open a gate. Is that can... better? Yeah, he's gone. Oh, he's still weak. Thank you. That's back. <laughs> Well, Patreons get a, a bonus on that one. Yeah, they get a big <laughs> F-bomb for nothing. Um, Nothing's for favorite, free from you. Favourite animal. Favourite animal to shoot. Foxes, I think. Nah. You asked me what mine was. Anyway, what about you, Andrew? It's a, it's a close one between cats and pigs. Ooh, oh, cats. yeah, I forgot about cats. Because the arrogance cats. of a cat. Yeah, no, I'm, yeah. I'm updating to cats. I'm updating to cats. <laughs> You copy me Reserve in everything you do. <laughs> Steve, you totally. Dudgy? Yeah, I was thinking cats. I don't really like cats. No, nah, just the way they look at you. Well, They're arrogant. They're smug. Yep. They're smug. Mm. Until you shoot them. It kind of wipes through, the smugness off their face. The face. What about you, Greg, now that you've got a taste for deer? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, that's that's a new bug. For me, That's that's like I feel like I'm starting again in a new okay. discipline. Yeah, it's... Yeah, it feels like I'm starting hunting again, which is, is fantastic. Wow. I'm really happy with that. Um, but, you know, I love my foxes. Um, oh, 
fucking love chasing goats too, just quietly. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I bloody love shooting cats. I, I like them. <laughs> you have to pick one, Greg. That's the whole point of oh, picking an animal. Shit. Um, I like. Um, I'd, I'd probably go with fox. You know, that's that's what I pr- predominantly shoot. Yep. I, I, yep. I think I'm in their head. Um, Actually, in terms of strategically, I, 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 I'm usually a step ahead of the little bastards. So I, I knock quite a few of them over and really enjoy it, you know, with the thermal and all that. So that's yeah. why that's why I chose Fox is just that mm. that, that game. I was going to say that cat and mouse game, but that'd be cats, wouldn't it? Yeah. Um, that, <laughs> that game with foxes of back and forth. Yeah. It's, I, I find cats yeah. sort of pop up when they do. It's not. Mm. It's not a lot of. Hard strategy you can put in place to just shoot lots of cats. You know that you just you're out doing your thing and then you oh a cat giddy up. You know <laughs> it's a bonus, it's isn't it? Yeah, it's a big bonus though. Yeah, it's a huge bonus. I, I, I don't do, take it lightly. I do remember uh, one night, and I'm not sure who was on this trip. I don't think any of you guys were um, back up in the Mallee, and we're driving along. We're not. We're not. Yeah, we're driving to the property. Uh, so no, no, all guns are locked away or whatever, and this cat has run across the road and stopped and we've pulled up as quickly as we can. Guys are just reaching for whatever. And there's three dudes chasing a cat with a knife, with knives. <laughs> Please tell me you got it. Moving on. Yeah. Uh, I believe I was there. I believe I you were there. That. Yeah. You were there. <laughs> yeah. That was, uh, that was quite amusing. I know one, one game. You definitely Adam, scared it. Don't worry. Oh. It was scared. <laughs> it was very, I know one, a game, uh, animal that uh, has eluded you on a regular basis, although you've uh, it's caused you dramas, uh, Greg. Mm-hmm. One night we were up at uh, up in Mallee at that same property, and five times that night you pulled up to get eyes on a reflector. Ah, oh, reflectors, and it was the, the same reflector oh, every time. <laughs> hell, I have bad nights on reflectors. I'll yeah. tell you right now. <laughs> There's a few, a few around with bullet holes in them. It's like because as soon as I, you know, the light hits the reflector, I'm like, ah, we're on. But it's like, no, we're not on. See, gentlemen, we've now uncovered the real reason he likes thermals. Hey, any any true spotlighter knows reflectors mess with their world. Re- yep, reflectors don't look like eyes. I know. <laughs> they don't generally move either. And they're usually in the same spot they were last time. <laughs> My re- reflexes are too fast. And the know? other four times that previous night as well. <laughs> That's, that's, you, you seem to have a musical bent on tonight, uh, Dutch. I, I think you probably should share the uh, the music-related hunting story. Oh, what, banjos? Have you no, got any the, banjo the kazoo, stories? The kazoo. Banjo hunting stories? Oh, yeah, the kazoo. <laughs> ah. The, the kazoo. That was a big trip, that the one. The kazoo oh, hunting good. story. I was there for that. I was a bit miffed initially, but anyway. Keep going. <laughs> As most were <laughs> that weren't in on the kazoo. <laughs> so tell us what happened, mate. It was, it was a bit set up. It was extremely set up. There was well done. a hunting trip and we were discussing how we would torment the other people we were going with. Well, the, the, the guy was coming with us for the first time, the workmate. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we sort of came to the idea that a kazoo would brighten the day of any hunter, so why shouldn't it brighten ours? Brighten the day of most people, I reckon. <clears throat> and also, why shouldn't it ruin someone else who wasn't in on the joke? So we ordered... <laughs> Some kazoos prior to the hunt and had them stashed away for what was that, an eight hour drive? Yep. Yeah. Now, I don't know if you've ever had a kazoo and been on an eight hour drive. The not- urge to get the kazoo out and make that I drive. guess it depends where you had it stashed, doesn't it? 
It's, it's Dutchy, not so much. I, I don't know what sort of hunts you go on, but we generally stash our things in, in backpacks and yeah. that sort of thing. You've been going on the wrong people, I'll tell you what. <laughs> Good. Anyway, sorry. And, uh, well, we, we were up there probably... Ten minutes? Ten minutes, yeah, yeah before we got our... Uh, Maiden first, game. First notch on the belt, so to speak. Mm. And we went over to inspect... Uh, oh, we, we let my old mate shoot it. Yeah, we did. Yeah, that's right. It wasn't yeah. us. Yeah. Um, yeah, we went over to inspect <laughs> the carnage and um, out came the kazoos. And we yeah. were merrily... Celebrating. Celebrating a kazoo along and he's <laughs> just looking at us dumbfounded. <laughs> Absolutely dumbfounded. And then we sort of looked at each other a bit dumbfounded because he didn't have a kazoo. <laughs> and um, I, I remember you specifically... And I, I nearly lost it, but I tried to hold it together. You've just looked at him and gone, w- w- where's your kazoo? <laughs> <laughs> and he has he looked so apologetic. <laughs> Dad said, took it seriously. I didn't know I was meant to bring a kazoo. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much the quote. That's what... <laughs> It was pretty funny. <laughs> uh, Are you, really? And I think we had him. We had him. Oh, he tied, was still going. Yeah, oh, tied we... up for a couple of a couple of more kills. Yeah. Because <laughs> I remember every UHF call. <laughs> hey, where are you, Sam? <laughs> 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 yeah, it was pretty funny. It was good for morale. <laughs> the hunting kazoo's. <laughs> yeah, um, highly recommend. That was, uh, that was that funny. Was a good one. Those poor lads. I, I don't know whether you still run into them, but they didn't quite have the spotlighting stamina, did they? They were out cold one night. He about. was one of them. Oh, I'd he been was, working that yeah, day. So, yeah, so we'd driven we up. We had all these, I remember you driving up to me, and you, you go, yeah, let's go. And um, <laughs> what was I like? Sorry, I, I <laughs> you're, forgot. You're all hyped up. And uh, it was like, I don't know, three or four in the morning, and then yeah. you, you had a heap of zombies in the back out cold. I did. I did. <laughs> Both these lads were asleep in the back seat, mm-hmm. and I just kept driving them around shooting. <laughs> I was happy to be there. I think I had my head asleep on the fridge. <laughs> you got woken up when you went over a bump. Yep, sounds about right. <laughs> Probably not the first time he's gone over a bump in his Hilux, was it, really? <laughs> no, that one's not, sure we're, we're... not as a cheery story as it could have been. No. Oh, look, a... it wasn't fatal. Get over it. I'm 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 over it. I didn't smash my head into the roof. Just the steering wheel. Hazard style. Yeah, we did Jukes of Hazard, the Hilux, uh, mm. chasing some game, and uh, and fortunately enough, everyone was okay in the long run. Uh, but yeah, it was pretty pretty dicey at the time. For uh, those of us on the back of the year, it wasn't as much fun. No, no, I, mm. I ended up with a mouthful of blood and smacked the steering wheel. The steering wheel ended up on the ground, and I've still well when I had the I sold the Ute with a uh, with a dent from your head in it. <laughs> um, yeah, that was pretty uh, pretty dicey when things go south. That's, that's all all the injuries I've seen on hunting trips have either been knives, uh, cutting up game, or vehicle related. Yeah, usually stubble running. I see I see guys yep. come mm. unstuck on stubble running, and I guess for the uninitiated, what I mean by that is you know once the crops are down, is running running across those fairly quick. Mm. After foxes, and usually there's a little surprise in the stubble somewhere, or just off the stubble, yeah. which Wombats. results in cars going flying into yeah. the air, or cars stopping. Yeah, very suddenly. Flying. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and the people keep going and skidding across, and and a lot of yeah, there's a lot of accidents related mm. to that uh, across Australia. Oh, we we changed we changed the way we do everything. Yeah, from, from that incident. Yeah. yeah. 
It's all right if the usually if the local farmer's driving, you, you can usually count yourself pretty safe. Uh, uh, oh, okay. <laughs> right, another so story. On, on that on that segue. <laughs> so we had uh, Sean uh, Simmons, I reckon, was out with us uh, one night, and we were down on sort of the local local shooting property that we we used to go to a lot. Dutchie was there, I was there, uh, Sean was next to me, and it's just, he wasn't a, a well. He'd been spotlighting once or twice, I think, at this point in Australia while I was out here from the US. And Tom, the the farmer, uh, was driving. And so we're on the back of the ute and Tom gets whiff of a uh, of a fox and we couldn't, we, we didn't get the shot on it. Uh, I can't remember we missed or whatever at, at longer range. So he decided to chase it. Dutchie's got a 308 in hand. I've got the spotlight. And I think Sean's got a shotgun. I think he was running a shotgun. I think he was running a mm-hmm. shotgun. Anyway, we are we are pelting along along behind this uh, fox, and uh, I've said to um, I've said to him, "All good, mate. All you worry about is you hold on. All right, that's all I want you to do is just hold on." And I'm just you know sort of saying, oh, "It's all all good. Don't don't stress, mate. We we do this fairly often. Tom's you know good good driving. We're all good, and we, we're flying down uh, this paddock, and we're coming getting close towards the end of this paddock." There's a pretty solid fence on the end of this paddock, uh, which, you know, I, I said to Sean, that's all good, mate. That fox can't run through that fence. It's got to stop to try and work out its way through. Um, you know, one thing I've noticed in all of these stories, the yeah. people on the back of the yoke generally see more than the person driving. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we're... we're well, they think more than the person driving. <laughs> <laughs> so we're, yeah. we're, we're flying along uh, behind this uh, fox and I'm just, I'm reassuring, reassuring Sean saying, mate, it's all right. You know, we do this fairly regularly. It's, it's no problem. You, you're fine. You're fine. Just hold on. You just take care of yourself. Uh, don't stress about the other guys. Dutch, you'll probably nail this shot. No sweat. And so we're flying at this fence and, and Tom puts the skids on and we come to a stop like, I don't know. Half a half a meter away from this fence, and like it was just absolute textbook. Just the the, the Ute stops, the foxes trying to work out how to get through the fence. Dutchy pulls up, bang, three oh eight straight through the straight through the heart, yeah. and the foxes is, is down. Mm-hmm. And I've just looked over at Sean and said, "See, see, see? <laughs> all good, no sweat at all, big jam. Don't 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 worry." Yeah. And uh, he's oh far out. Okay, well that that was exciting. That was good fun. Yeah. So two weeks later, I'm at the pub with Tom, the guy I was driving, and I was telling him about it. I'm like, oh, man, you impressed Sean there like that night. He was, he was blown away by sort of how it all went down and all that sort of gear. And he's going, oh, really? I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, you did really well, mate. It's good fun. He said, oh, I thought we were going straight through that fence. <laughs> I, I had us completely written off. I had no control over the ute, and I thought we were going straight through it. We were in a four-wheel slide. Yeah. I've gone, well, you covered it well, mate. <laughs> I still, I think, I'm trying to think which which of the American uh, fellas we had over, maybe even a, several of them out at one time, mm. and uh, my brother-in-law was driving at the time, yep. and one of them, it may have been Sean or Mike, I can't remember, was taking his time in lining a shot up, and I believe the quote was, um, they'll die a lot quicker if there's lead in the air. <laughs> That sounds like something Aaron would say. Mm, and it sort of prompted rushed shooting and animals getting away, of course. <laughs> and nothing yeah. like a bit of friendly commentary to settle the nerves. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That wasn't his only classic call. I think the the night remains my favourite when uh, Nick, uh, Ignition Custom, uh, Nick was out with us and um, he uh, he tried to shoot this fox and it didn't, didn't work. And uh, I think he's then... 
gone up to it and it's in a rock pile and he's, he's, he was thinking about shooting it and didn't because uh, he yelled out, no, don't shoot your shotgun in a rock pile. Very cool. Decided not to. So he picked a rock up and he, um, I, I won't say threw, he tossed, uh, near like placed a, it. Yeah, I was going to go with placed. <laughs> and then yeah. he placed this rock near this fox. Gently caressed this fox with a rock. <laughs> That's right. And uh, I think Aaron... You, you can. I, I believe it was point. something along the lines of uh, put your handbag down and have another go, or <laughs> something <laughs> like that. I reckon that was uh, that was word for word, mate. Yeah, I love the way farmers don't uh, mis- mix their words at all. <laughs> no, it's very straight to the point. Mm, absolutely, mm. absolutely. So uh, I guess uh, a few stories from some of our hunting trips. Mm. There's been many, many others. Any 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 come to mind before we wrap up, gentlemen? Any good stories worth mentioning? What's, what's theme? Give me a theme. Theme. Exploding animals. Challenge. Exploding animals. I've got so many. I can't just draw. The, okay. I've got a weather-related go. one. Oh, we're on a weather theme. We've got, we've got all the uh, can, all the circle. I can probably relate then. It's not a super interesting one. So oh, okay. We'll, we'll move on then. I'll I'll just jazz it up a bit. <laughs> right, do that. I <laughs> was on. Bring I, a kazoo into it. Probably a. 3,000 acre property by myself just walking around spotlighting and a fog rolled in and these were just open paddocks so there's like no features just fences <laughs> zero visibility you're selling it yeah. mate. you're selling it you and the fog estate. rolled in and yeah. uh, I got lost I got turned around in a paddock about 200 metres from where I entered and when the fog rolled out I was well uh, well away from where I thought I was, and I've, it wasn't a light at the start. It wasn't a three thousand acre property. It was probably like a three hundred by three hundred meter paddock, <laughs> and I got lost in a three hundred meter paddock. Yeah, it's like closing your eyes, fog. isn't it? Don't Close be so dramatic. Eyes. I do that when there's no fog. And <laughs> I lived there. <laughs> you lived there. I lived oh, there. Yeah, I'd probably. I'd probably. <laughs> so that's yeah. a pretty good weather story, I think. I think that's yeah. Fear the weather. Fear, fear the, the weather. Fear the fog. Fear the fog. Get a thermal and look straight through it and forget about it. Said the rich man. Yeah. Who's going to chop her into his next hunt? Yeah. In his own chopper. Man, I'm 44. I'm not going to f around. Let's just put it that way. I got too many years left of backpack hunting. I'm going to make the most of it. Yeah, I'll bet. Are you only yeah. 44? <laughs> oh, no, I'm pretty, I'm pretty chewed up and spat out, aren't I? <laughs> I never would have picked that. Yeah, yeah. It's just all the wisdom. 44 with change? Or... <laughs> You'll be back, Dutchie, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, you're on the right track to be a star. We'll get you on again. Oh, good. Did I have another story which came to mind and then I got distracted from you? <laughs> Whatever it is that you just said about... Greg? Like 44 in yeah. cat years or something? Like, <laughs> does that make less or more? I, I think that's pretty good, isn't it? Oh, I don't know. That's maths. Maths. Yeah, challenging. Well, gents, it's been fun. It's been Next time we should do this around a campfire because there's really campfire stories, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Probably with a fair bit more alcohol. <laughs> and probably having done some hunting during the day to draw some stories or out. Or like of. our... Uh, a weekend away some time ago when Greg, we were doing that and he proceeded to shoot a fox mid-podcast. Yeah, yeah that was... Uh, yeah, that one never made the air, unfortunately. I was pretty proud yet. of that. It's just sitting there talking Don't, don't write it left-handed. off, handed. Don't and, write it off. Yeah, and uh, up pops a fox. Yeah. So it's a 90 degrees to my buddy left. Yeah. 
So I picked up again and shot it in mid-podcast. So that was classic. How did I get roped into a podcast in a room when you guys are out doing that? <laughs> yeah, they, they do work really well around a fire, we found. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, maybe something for the future, right? Eh? No doubt, mate. No doubt. Gentlemen, I wish you all the best in the hunting endeavours. Uh, we shall catch up with you again for episode 100. Giving away some sort of really epic rifle or something for the hundredth. Yeah, the fist. Just made that up. The fist. Yeah. <laughs> and just agree. Yeah, he'll, give, he'll give it away for an exchange of a fairly large payment, probably. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah the, the, anything can be arranged for money. We shall be auctioning it off. A starting bid ten grand. Let's go. <laughs> oh, good. Dutchie, thanks for joining us. My pleasure. We didn't delve into your scope knowledge this time. No, no doubt. Some other time we will. And. Uh, Guys, happy hunting. Uh, guys, thanks for listening, and we'll catch all you guys next time around. Do all the things that we said about dates and stuff before. See you there. Bye. Later. Thanks for listening to the Precision Shooting Podcast. To continue the discussion, check out our Facebook page. And for more information, head to our website, www.precisionshootingpodcast.com.